There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome back to Curious Conversations. Happy Wednesday. Tully, how are you? I'm good. Another episode. I think this is our, is it our third episode this year. Third for third episode back, yes. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm not getting my words straight yet, I know. but yes. I was like, did I say something wrong? You looked at me funny. No, it's our third episode of 2023. And it's so good to be back. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes. I have to admit, we're recording this and the second episode hasn't come out yet. It was about values and stuff. It comes out tomorrow. When we're recording this, I'm very excited to go back and listen. I am too because it's like I probably said in the episode, I'm holding myself accountable mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So re-listening to it, I know that I'm going to be like, you only said that two weeks ago. Are you still holding that strong? Yeah. I'm excited. Um, have you held yourself accountable this week since we've recorded? It'd be a week now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I, I believe I have. Oh, great. We love that. <laughs> we love that. It was all about values and I think we've been super productive and it was great. But on today's episode, we have Gladys, a.k.a. Cheryl. I We had Sarah's grandma on and I didn't even know her real name was Gladys. Yes, and I, I do have to say a big thank you to you because mm-hmm. this – like we've just immortalized my nana and my past. 100%. So, and my nan's not going to be around forever. So no. being able to I think in years to come come back and listen to this, I think it will be um very very special. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh my you. god, of course. Don't I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, I think it was so beautiful because I grew up I, I don't think I mentioned this in the pod, but I've never really had grandparents. My mum and my mum's dad passed away when she was young. My dad lost his parents and I met my grandma, but she died when I was 11. So for me, it was kind of cool to hear a bit more of an insight into, I'm not going to say the olden days, but back, um, when was she born again? 1927. Yeah. So it was a really big insight. And it also made me realize that how special it is for you to have someone like that to look up to. Oh, um, and oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. No, because um, you oh, don't fuck. know how many people I've, I've been putting my nan on my oh. story so much lately and just making really special memories. And the amount of people that write back to me and say how lucky you are. Like I, and I'm, oh. and I'm definitely not taking it for granted. But Nana and Pa had a sleepover at my house last mm. night and the their memories that I'm going to look back so fondly on and I don't know, you will hear it in the episode, they've actually lived and all the wisdom they've got. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm at an age where I really appreciate it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and probably like with my Nuna and Nunu, I was so young so I didn't get to know them as people. And Yeah, you're very, very lucky. And yeah. 
I just, as I've got tears strolling down I know, my face. I know, I'm crying too. I can't. <laughs> I had to help uh, in the podcast. There was a few sections and I was like, oh, my God, don't cry, Tally, don't cry. Like, hold, like pull your shit together. Um, but in saying that, you called me the other night. Oh, my God. I thought someone had died. Oh, You're my God. Cr- you were crying so much. Yes, because Sarah put up this reel and it was so beautiful. Obviously, in this episode, Sarah's grandma is 95. 95? Yeah. And as you could imagine, when you hit 95, it's it's a different time of life and people start, I don't know, it's just special. And to see you put up that video, I was like crying. My boyfriend walked through the door and he's like, I know exactly why you're crying. And I was like, oh, my God, I just watched the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And he's like, you watched Sarah's Real, didn't you? I was like, yes. I'm like, it was so cute. It was such a beautiful like for you to experience and just like be centered and in the podcast we talk about this being mindful in these special times, it was so beautiful and we're so lucky that we have a platform of a podcast where we could interview her because it wouldn't happen in general life. And now, as you said, in five years' time, it'll always be on iTunes. Yeah. Um, so you can go back and your children can listen to it and it's like it's that's so beautiful and it made me really emotional. And it's things that I might – um, not remember and probably if my siblings are listening to this or all my cousins that I know will listen mm. to this, stories that they know, they won't know about. No, now. and it's, I, I hope this, by you guys listening to it, I hope you guys obviously learn some life lessons because I know I definitely did and I have to kick myself sometimes and be like, you don't have it that bad, Tally, like mm. stop. Um, but I hope you guys listen to it too and I hope that prompts you to go home and even ask your parents questions, hear stories because uh, if you're lucky enough to have grandparents ask them questions about how their life was just so you can get an insight into that and obviously your parents as well. I know we both talk about this all the time. It scares the shit out of me when it's sometimes like my parents aren't going to be here forever and it makes me upset and emotional but I think it it's prompted me as well to go home and ask questions. But the, the most beautiful thing at the end when we stopped recording, passed that back and he was like, how good was that? Yeah. He goes, how good is it to reflect and have people interested in your yeah, life? Yeah, he loved it. He yep. was like, that was really nice to reflect. Yeah. Um, and your Cheryl is like a very good storyteller and you really, it's like I was reading a book, like I was so into the story that I'm actually picturing her sister on the balcony. Like Mm. I'm quite a visual person. I don't know if anyone else does that when you hear stories. Do you do that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know if it's like we all do that or Mm. it's just me, but I was really like putting myself into the story um, and she's a really good storyteller. So I really hope you guys love the episode. I really just sat back because I had no idea. It's really hard to talk to someone who's 95, you can't talk as fast as you can. You can't, you know, it, it's hard. So Sarah took over the interview, um, which I wanted you to anyway. Um, so I hope you guys like it. And I hope you enjoy, Cheryl. Oh, my God, I need to go. I'm like I'm literally going to cry. Enjoy. We've got a very, very, very special guest today, Tally Louise. We do. 
Can you introduce, please? Um, this person has had a very, very Im- big impact on in my life uh-huh. and is one of my very special people. Oh, my God, don't. I'm going to cry already. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I said to several people, I think, who's going to cry in this episode? I said, definitely Tully. I'm such a crier. But our special guest is my nana, who many people know who follow me on Instagram because I always put up nana telling her stories about life. So, Nan, welcome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you do know that, Nan, but I put you on my Instagram stories quite a bit and everyone loves you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I go to say thank you all day. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Am I making you feel really happy? Yes. That's yeah. good. That's good. Can you tell everyone a little bit about you? How old are you right now? I'm 95. So you were born in 1927. Yes. And we're having a con- – and this is going to be interesting because Tally doesn't know a lot about you. She is your fifth grandchild. I am. I'm just sitting in the background at the moment <laughs> observing. <laughs> um, you, your real name's Gladys. Yes, well, Gladys what, Shirley. Oh, I was going to say, why Shirl? I didn't know your first name was Gladys. Yeah. Well, I didn't know for many years either that my mum and dad preferred Shirley. Oh, okay. I was speaking to Nan last night. I was like, when did you find out that your real name was Gladys? And she goes, I think when I was getting married. (laughs) Oh, no way. Oh, wow. I said, your parents probably called you Gladys for two weeks and then we were like, we don't like that name Uh, anymore. (laughs) No, no, no. It was always going to be Shirley, my mum said. Yes. And... How many brothers and sisters did you have? I had um, uh, three brother, uh, four brothers and three sisters, but the little brother, he passed away at six weeks old. And so you were the youngest of the lot? Yes. Yes? I was the special one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sarah would say about herself. <laughs> what, what was growing up like for you? Because we have this discussion all the time and you tell us kids, one, you lived up in the lived in the good days, and two, we don't know how good we have it. Now, well, that's quite right, Sarah, because um, we did have it. It was tough mm. and it was hard, but my dad went to the First World War and he was gassed, so he uh, couldn't work anymore when he came home and my mum, oh, we all more or less nursed him, mm. but uh, naughty boy, he went out one day when the Second World War was on and came home in a uniform. Your dad? And my mother said, what's this? And he said, well, I've signed up. He said, but I can't go to the war. He said, but I'm in the stores down at um, Point Fisherman, Cook. Fisherman's Bend. Fisherman's oh. Bend, yes. So uh, he was there for, um, oh, a couple of years but he was far from well. Mm. And um, then uh, through our doctor, he got him on the pension. Very difficult in those days as much as you couldn't work and you could hardly breathe or mm. live. Uh, they still didn't think you were worthy of a pension. Wow. Oh, wow. But our doctor kept battling and battling and he got my dad on a pittance of a pension. Yep. But my mum, we lived in um, 
Kensington in those days and my mum worked at a child's uh, Travancore, it was called, and she was the cook up there. Was that a child's home, like for orphans? Yes, a a child's home. Okay, yep. And uh, so uh, my mum, we managed and we lived very well. Yeah. We've always lived very well. And uh, then we moved to... um, uh, Carlton? Uh, Spotswood? Yes, to... to uh, oh, we lived in Williamstown and Spotswood before that. Yeah. I was born in Spotswood. Yeah. And um, so uh, then um, we, when we moved to uh, North Carlton, we lived in that house for 45 years. <gasps> yeah. yeah. 45 years. And you were saying with, with Poppy's pension that, Everyone considered you guys quite wealthy, so they would come to you guys for everything. Oh. Yes, they would say, Mrs. Turner, have you got a spare potato or yeah. have you got a spare onion? And my mum was keeping, well, three families in the street in a spare onion and a spare potato yeah. and whatever else we yeah. had, you know. But in reality, you were, your family was that poor that. How old were you when you left school? I was, uh, well, when I was 14 I got diphtheria and um, then in those days you was quarantined and in Fairfield Hospital mm-hmm. and uh, my dad, I hated school, my dad told me if I was a good girl in the hospital I could leave school <laughs> when I came home. Well, yeah. I was the best patient <laughs> i ever had. What is diphtheria? What's diphtheria? What diphtheria is an infection in the throat. Okay. Yes. And, but how long were you in quarantine for and what was that like? I was in oh, I was in hospital for about uh, three weeks, perhaps a month, I can't quite remember, but it wasn't pleasant, oh, yeah. you know, it wasn't, and it's not a pleasant thing to get, but... Um, you used to have to get, what are those baths called when you, they wash you down in those chemicals? Well, they used to come along in a tin with a tin trunk sort of thing and it yeah. was full of salted water. Yeah. And they used to put a tube to the end of your throat yeah. and flush it oh, wow. with the salt and water. And that was awful. Yeah. You so know. you had diphtheria and you went away from your family at 14 years old. Yes. And then you were telling me a story of one of your sisters got some other disease. And she got... Um, uh, Peggy, was it? Yeah. When what? she lived on the veranda. Yes, she was slept on the veranda for... Um, about 18 months, two years. No way. Because she was Rheumatic in f- fever. Rheumatic fever. Because she was so infectious, she couldn't stay in the house, so the only way that they could have her there was to sleep on the veranda. Oh, my gosh. I want to go back. I feel so guilty about complaining about lockdown. And that's what Nan. I actually feel really guilty. So, that's awful. So yeah, Nana, yeah. why I started having these conversations with my Nana and my yeah. pa is because during lockdown when I was struggling, mm-hmm. I would call you and you would tell me to like, come on, pull your socks up, it will get better, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Because you guys had lived through much, much worse. 100%. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Were you scared during COVID? No, no, we just 
We took it as it came, yeah. yeah. you know, and uh, just stayed away from people, washed your hands, did everything you had to do, uh-huh. yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, so like I said to you, Sarah, you you get through it and you get mm-hmm. over it yeah. and this will just be a memory in mm-hmm. years to come. It's history. Yeah. yeah. Have you always had such a positive attitude? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. I was a diff- different child, Yeah, you know, Yeah, because my dad, I don't know whether it was because I was the youngest, but he used to always just talk to me about the war, yet he wouldn't talk to anybody else about the war mm. and tell you little stories mm-hmm. that happened when he was away, you know, and, um, yeah, so. I think that's a skill Maybe I got from you because people tend to talk to me too, and I know people talk to Tully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they know people who cares and who listens. Mm. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. I'll talk to you, but they're not listening. listening. Yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah. when you were fourteen and you came home from Fairfield Hospital, did you go get a job? You left school. Yes, I left school. And the lady up the road wanted to go on holidays and she worked at a place called Davies and Coops. It was a weaving factory, mm-hmm. big machines oh, like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had four of them to look after. And But I uh, had to, I helped her out in the uh, cafeteria. Yep. She was used to sell the food and that to them. And... and um, there was this English lady and her daughter, Dorothy Crump and Nellie Crump, and uh, I used to have my lunch with them and then they taught me how to do the weaving. Oh. So when uh, Mrs Jones came home from her holiday and they offered me a job yeah. on, on the weaving machines, oh, I used to just about <laughs> blow your guts out, you know, <laughs> when you stopped Oh, like, you were vibrating really? the whole time. Oh, yes. The power. I was only a, a skinny little thing. Yeah. You know, and I'm going back to it now. And um, uh, I, I only stayed there once I got a job there. We were weaving material for the Army and Navy and Air Force uniforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't leave. Oh, wow. So I had to stay there. But the day the war ended, you know, the whole streets went mad, you know. Is that really? Can you talk to us about that? What was it like when the war ended? How old were you? Oh. Was it jubilation? Oh, oh, yes. People were dancing and kissing everybody and, oh, just. How did that make you feel? Well, I just thought, thank God I'm yeah. going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no more uniforms. We had what we call the manpower. Uh-huh. You weren't supposed to change jobs or you was under strict con- or supposed to be strict control where you worked. Yeah. You couldn't change jobs. So that was what called man the manpower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, so um sorry for interfering. No, yeah, no that's interesting. Go in. Yeah, so no, I um uh, I then started uh, working in shops, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 
I worked at Walton's and I worked at... Um, so like retail stores like Maya. Yeah, yeah like Maya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Walton's was where... Um, who's there now? Oh, it's all been subdivided now. In Burke Street between... Oh, we're like Lonson Street and Lonsdale Street. Well, we're like David Jones and that is yeah, yeah, yeah Melbourne yeah, Central maybe yeah. yeah. And then I went to David Jones. Oh, oh wow! I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mostly worked in the men's store because um, a lot of the men I worked Friday night and Saturday mornings mm. um, after I got married. Yep, and. Um, uh, we um, Pa's <laughs> sticking up at se- his two second, time. Se- second, second. Time. because yeah. let's go back. That's we jumped a bit. Yeah, there. you let you were married first before Pa, and you. What was it? Was it a bit taboo divorcing in that era? Oh gosh, yes. I don't think my mum ever forgave me. Oh wow! Why? Yeah. Is, why is that, Nan? Well, because. Once you're married, you're married mm. and you put up with, with whatever yeah. you pick. Yeah. You know. And yeah. um uh, I've got, I had a baby, Barbara. My mum. Which is Sarah's mum, yeah. The best thing that ever happened to me from the first marriage, I won't get onto that because I can't help myself. You'll go on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then. Um, but, but what happened, like. How did you get over? Probably were people gossiping about you back then when you no, got No, no, no. They just said uh, you shouldn't have married him. Okay. Oh, you know, yep. that's all. And I might add the churches, the churches were against divorce. Yeah. Ah. And they dictated to a great degree yep. how people reacted. So if you somebody said, oh, if she'd been divorced, they shy away from you. Mm. It was this prejudice against people, yeah. we, particularly women. Not so much a man. We oh. couldn't get married in um, uh, the Catholic Church. Not that I would have. The first but marriage, they, or yeah. the they wouldn't second. marry because, because you'd been we divorced. Oh, okay, okay. They wouldn't marry us in the Church yeah, of England. Church of England. Church of Christ. Wow. The only one they we got was. The one in um, Lonsdale Street. Yeah, what, not the Methodist. Wesley, the Wesley. 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 Where, where Tully and I, so where we went the other day and I said my mum got married there. Uh, That's where you and Pa yes, got married. So we got yeah, married yeah. there. Okay. Yes, and they would be the only ones that would marry you. Yeah, you know? right. So um, the same as with your mum. Uh Marrying a Marianette. Catholic. Marrying a Catholic. Yeah. Yes. That's the only place my mum could get married too. Yes. How yes. much the times have changed? Yeah, well, the mm. Catholic Church wouldn't marry your mother because she wouldn't change to a Catholic. Mm, yeah. You know. So but, how many years have you and Pa been married now? 58. 58. Oh, wow. 58. 58 years. Mm. Yeah. What do you think the six, like the reason for success is with Pa? And your relationship? Well, the first thing, you pick a partner that um, you just go along together, you know, and we weren't rich by any means Mm. when we got married. Uh, I worked, Pa worked, and um, uh, we would put our wages down and that went for the rent and that went for the bills Mm -hmm. 
and a bit for Pa and a bit for me and the rest, however much, a few shillings or anything would go in a jar mm-hmm. till you got enough to bank. Mm. And um, so so that's it. And, uh, of course, he wasn't a drunk yeah, a- mm-hmm. and he didn't, he, well, he smoked cigars but then when I started to change, I I couldn't stand the smell of them, so mm-hmm. we just stopped yeah. smoking cigars. So you're a team, is that? Yes, we were a team. Yeah, so yes. that would be your advice to anyone listening. Oh, yes, yeah. marry is a team. A, a somebody a team. that's yeah. not, they don't think they're above you. I love yeah. that, yeah. Yes, and, and you can... Discuss things, mm-hmm, yeah. you know. It doesn't matter what it is, you can discuss it together, mm. you know. What uh, about for me and my single friends? <laughs> what you always tell me is not to settle. You True. don't settle for second best ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be on your own before you marry Agreed. second best. Why, yeah. why do you think that? Why do you think some women settle? Well, because people say to them, well, you're not married yet. It's yeah, the pressure. You know? And um, have you got a boyfriend? Mm. No, I haven't. Yeah. Well, why aren't you? Because there's too much rubbish out there. You're <laughs> it's very true. lucky to find a good man. Yeah. True. You know? And if you find a good man, you hang on to him, you know. That's why you always ask. Has Tully found her man yet, Sarah? I said, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you have met Damien. He's yes, a good boy. yes, he's yes, very he's nice. Good he's a, yep, he's a very good boy. Well, yes. But yeah. I've had to sort through the rubbish yeah. to find him. Oh, of course. Yes, That's always. That's like we say to Sarah, he's out there. 100%. Yes, you've just got to find him, yep. you know. But um, you've got to be ready to compromise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Com- the secret and get over it quick. Forgive. Yep. Forgive. What, what do you? What do you? How do you forgive, Pa? If you have a rouse, well, what? We have ha- a what time. do you? How do you get over it? Uh, what? What do you mean? If you and Pa have a fight. I just say, do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> That's like Sarah and I. Yeah. We have a fight. Yeah, we'll have a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. go get lunch. <laughs> yeah. But never, never go to bed without yeah. saying sorry. Mm. I like yeah. that. Yes. Because you never know if you're going to get tomorrow, hey. Uh, no. That's true. No, yeah. that's right. And and you never know if your partner's going to get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, What's yeah. the best thing about growing to 95 years old? Oh, having my uh, baby, having my grandchildren and having my seven great-grandchildren. Yeah. That's at moments. (laughs) (laughs) Your great-grandchildren can get a bit, can't they? Oh, yes, they're a bit, uh, well, entirely different to children today. Yeah. They run the roost, not the parents. Yeah. What what do you think is the greatest life lessons that you could give to Tal and I about life and getting to ninety five? What's the biggest things you learnt? I don't know. The other night when we went out to dinner, you were we were talking about money and how people want money, but the most important thing in life is about relationships. Oh, of course it is. Yes. 
you've always got to have enough money to pay your bills Mm. and put food on the table, Mm. you know. Don't worry about all these flash clothes and flash shoes. Of course, when you're young, you've got to have them. Mm. You think you do. Yeah. Yeah, but you really don't. But what the... Most happiness comes from your family and... Oh, yes, yes, having a good family and a family that stand by you, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, um, we'll say when you're in hospital and the phone rings and it's just, say, one of my grandchildren just ringing up, how are you today now, Mm. you know, and that sort of business. That's your greatest thing and when you come home... You can come and visit them when you like. You don't have to more or less make a time yeah. to come and see them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, that's that's about my greatest thing in life is yeah. the grandchildren. Yeah. What advice would you give to people like Tully and I about what to prepare for life? Well, prepare for the hard knocks mm. that you're going to get that's coming. Because they're going to come. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to come. Mm. Yes, they're going to come. There are, are going to be hard times and hard times to earn money, you know. If mm. you've got a job, hang on to it mm-hmm. now. Don't don't just think, well, I can walk out and get another one tomorrow yeah. because yeah. you can't. Yeah. You can't. They're not going to be there. It's all been before. It'll all come again. Yeah. And people that go in and spend too much money and invest too much, we've seen it in our times when things have gone bang Mm -hmm. and people, even bank managers and and doctors, jumping out of windows because Mm. they owe too much money and they can't see their way clear. Yeah. So uh, that's what you've got to be prepared for. Always have that shilling or two of money, dollars. Dollars. Yeah. The old miners, they used to call their little pocket their pokes. Yeah. It's like keeping their little bit of capital there. When that bad time comes and they run out of, Uh can't find any more gold, they always had that little bit, tie them over. So it's keeping the money under the mattress. Yes, that's, that's it. exactly yes. right. Just for an emergency. Yeah, um, the emergency. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, Pa, because you're probably one of the smartest investors I know. Oh, I'll turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think we should, as a generation, be doing now with our money? Well, you should be looking at it how much you can get and how much you can put aside for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've got to keep a certain amount there because under the capitalist system, it's up and it's down, it's up and it's down. Greed creates all this. The capitalist system cannot work along a nice, even plane. Mm-hmm. Yep. It never could and it never will. So that's why cycles happen. That's why the cycles happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. When things are going well, well, the greedy grubs get in and yeah. they upset the whole system and it falls down. Mm-hmm. And then slowly but surely it starts building up again. Of course, wars like we've got today are not helping anybody. Yeah. And, and they're virtually worldwide. We've got wars all over the world. Even even in places like Lebanon and the Middle East, there's different groups fighting one another 
and we have the have the technology now to destroy the planet if we want to, mm-hmm. and in lots of ways we're close to it. Do you think that? Yeah. Yeah. Where in the older days, Hannibal and all those old Roman invaders, they came mm. and they went and Cooper can, he went and he found, they built up again after they disappeared. Mm. But they left their marks. But today, oh, it's hard to see. Yeah. Unless something drastic happens, just like the climate change, they've had to get through to the greedy grubs, as I call them, after 25 or 30 years of Reasonable people, scientists, telling us what's going to happen. Mm. It's happened now mm. and we have to do something drastic about it. And they're still hanging hanging back or do we, can we put it off for 50 years? You know, it can't be put off for 50 years. Mm. Can, it can only be put off for up to 10 years. Mm. That's why a lot of places are saying uh, in 2030 or 2035 we will have to do something drastic then. We should have... Leveled it out, and we should from then on start improving. Mm. When it comes to finance, Nan, I know Tal and I, I don't even think Tal was privy to this conversation. I asked when we, Tully, we started FIFI. You were like, I wish I knew all this stuff when I was younger because Pa handled all the money always, didn't he? Yeah, well, he still does today, but right. more or less because I can't be bothered. But he explains everything to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. This is here and that's there. I say, I don't want to know. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. Do, you, do you think women um, these days are more interested in investing and doing their wealth? I guess, yes. Yeah. Uh, the women today are on, I'd say, an equal footing with the man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Education-wise. Education-wise. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. They're not so subservient mm. to well, the way they used to be. Yeah. No, the the husband was. Uh, he was the ruler. He, yes, he was the boss of the yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. Back know. in your day. Yes. Yeah. Well, in most cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, not today. You can see the the woman. It's up with the man and mm, working. They're know. equals. Working, yes, equal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for Nan? No, I'm just listening. I um, learned a little bit about you, so I'm yeah, I, yeah. No, I don't. Do you have any final words, Nan, that you want to say to anyone? No, not really, Sarah. They're probably sick of my voice <laughs> no, by now. <laughs> you know. Any last bit of Cheryl wisdom? Pretend you're gonna you're talking to my future children, your grandchildren. What would you tell them? I just tell them all to behave themselves more than they do today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Send me out. Thank you, Nanny. Thank you, Pa. Thank you, guys. Thank you, girls. I was going to add a bit in there, but no, add please add advice, Pa. What's your advice? Well, the first thing is to respect other people. Yep. Don't think, put yourself on a plane, even if it's a street sweeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, we're all human beings. They're all bred and born the same way. Treat people honestly and and always pay your debts. Be up to the mark. Don't be a cheat mm-hmm. because people will only respect you if, you, if you're honest in your dealings. That's yep. true. At I the like end that. of the day. Yep, I like that. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
just when you thought you, <laughs> you couldn't get enough of Cheryl and Alex. Alex is my pa. They um, started talking, so Sarah pressed record because it was actually really, like, insightful. Yep, so he's a bonus bit of Nana and Pa. Yeah. But when the bad times come, if you're prepared, you'll just sail through them. Yeah. Just pull your socks up and just keep going along. You'll have no problems. Mm. Yeah. But if you're overcommitted yourself and you get into strife, well, then you're in trouble. If you've got no one to back you up, and, of course, in our day, well, our parents and grandparents had nothing. Mm. Yeah. We were renting houses. This was the general run of people, not a certain other class. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, moonlight flips were nothing during the Depression. Mm-hmm. You'd rent a, you'd rent, a, rent a house for six months. Rent a house for six months and then we'd, we'd go and find another house. How much would rent be back then? Well, 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 they're about seventeen and six during the depression. They'd be about seventeen and six, fifteen to seventeen and six a week. When uh, then after the war, they got to about twenty-five shillings, thirty shillings. Twenty-seven and six. We paid for Amos Street. Well, there you week. are. See. And how much would that be in our dollar value? How much is a shilling? Uh, two. Well, it's hard to it's hard to yeah, equate one true. because yeah. what you could buy for a pound then it'll cost you what. Forty or fifty dollars now, yeah. one wow. pound at least. Yeah. yeah, you know the value of the money changes. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. why um, <laughs> I heard none this morning. Do you think we're soft because we're all kind of like relying on our parents' money and everything? Yes, a yeah, lot, too a, much a of, lot that. of them think. Well, when Inherent. Nana dies, there's something there. Mm. When Dad dies, there's something there. It's but awful to think like that. Until it's in your hand, mm. you've you never haven't got it. Got it. Yeah, True. you know, anything can happen tomorrow. That's Bang. it. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, overnight, as, as you know, currency all of a sudden can explode. Mm, yeah. Your dollar or one buy you a drink today, it'll cost you ten. Yeah. yeah. So you, you might get this money, but it might not get you anything mm. tomorrow. I remember, no. remember going back about forty years ago. I'm not sure which South American country it was. They just crossed a note off. Yeah, right. Oh, so a thousand, say, lira was only a hundred. Yeah. Just straight off the board. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. In my day. So those sort of things can happen in the financial world. Even today, mm. we're not immune from it. Yeah. So be prepared. When you my always dad be prepared, got the that pension, little prepared. he used to get his certain amount, even if he was in bed, you know, mm. couldn't go out and spend it. And I had done... Um, three good girlfriends, mm. and we used to go to the dance Sunday night and that cost us one and six to get in. Mm. And um, we would, uh, none of us had one and six by Sunday night, <laughs> so we used to borrow it off my dad mm-hmm. and and then we'd pay him back Friday and then uh, we'd borrow it again Sunday, oh, Sunday to go to the dance. Yeah. He, he just used to half the time he used to have it in his hand under the blankets, you know. The good old days of going to dances. Oh, oh. Well, they were, we were a great relief, the dancers. That was a really our enjoyment, wasn't yes, it? Yes, but the big, dance. Uh, big Once bands. Once or twice a week. Beautiful yeah. big bands. Yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. and yeah. Uh, Ballroom dancing. Yeah. You know, I taught ballroom My dancing. My nan was a ballroom dancer. No way. So yeah. would that be your only form of entertainment? Oh, we uh, we could oh, go movies. to the pictures. Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and once a week. <laughs> so we're pretty spoiled. Oh, oh, yeah. look, honestly, when you look back now, you're all ruined. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we really are. You are. Yeah, and that's yes. why we've become soft. Yes. We need yes. some more yes, resilience. That's right. Yeah. And that's what I was saying to Nan and Pa the other week. Remember I was telling you about a lady I heard on um, my phone talking about this generation, we lack resilience. Yeah. And so when you order a pizza from Domino's, you can track it all the way to your house. Yes. There's no, um, what's the word? There's no patience. No, not patience. There's no um, not knowing. So not you're knowing always, where something ex- is or exactly tracking. You can always phone someone. You know where they are. Yeah. Back in the day, when even Tully and I were younger, you would have to come home and check your answer machine. You'd phone pizza, and they'd be like, "We're there in twenty minutes." And then half an hour later, you'd like your pizza's not there. It was all you. You, you just lacked that awareness of like the space of not knowing. Yeah. And. Being okay with not knowing. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yes, you just used to. I can remember when my mum bought our first fridge mm. and um, uh, that it was Christmas Eve, it was going to be delivered and um, they said around about uh, half past eight, well, by half past 11 it still hasn't oh. arrived, mm. you know, so... Mum said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, we didn't have the telephone and Mrs Poon did next door, but you couldn't go and wake her up to see if you could ring Myers yeah, to yeah. see. And um, uh, in the end, at 12 o'clock it arrived huh. and the man said, you know, apologised and all for being late, but he said some people, you know, would say, I can't get home to, for 10 minutes, will you wait? And mm. he said, so you've got to wait, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, that was our first our first fridge. Before that we had an ice chest. The ice man used to deliver the ice every mm. Saturday. And it used to last a week. Uh, yeah, a lot of the times it did. Well, Depends it was on a, the weather. A, a, yeah, yeah, but it was a block. Oh, yeah, like, it was a block about this long and about like that, that you know. I have a question. Did you have a special friend like I have in Tully back in the day? Well, I had one, Norma Danby, but she wasn't a genuine friend, you know. No, uh, don't you calling me genuine? <laughs> 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 what do you mean not genuine? Uh, well, we'll take it to now. Uh, I know has been dead three years, but she, um, uh, she was a funny type of a girl. She always thought she was better than everybody else and mm. that sort of business. People used to say, she shouldn't be your mate. You know, she's not like... You mm. and uh, I just said, oh well, you know, I find her all right. So, do you do you we... think um, Norma was insecure? That's why she acted that way. No, she just thought she She's... was better than everybody else. Yeah, and, and um, uh, we were friends for um, since I was fourteen mm-hmm. until three years ago. Well, before that. So over I, 80 years. Yes. Mm. I, I um, 
rang her one day. She went, She was a, a Catholic. All my friends were Catholics. I'm not, but they were. We used to go to Mass because New Year's Eve and the, mm-hmm. the old priest would say, all right, go back to the dance, <laughs> you know. But um, I used to ring Norma because she got um, cancer of the blood mm. and uh, I I said to her, I used to say to her, how are I? Oh, I'm not well today. Mm. So this day I rang her and I said, oh, Norma, how are you? And she oh, I'm very well. You know, I've got my friends here from the unit. We're watching the football. So, of course, <laughs> I happened to say, well, you must be happy with the umpire today. She buried from Collingwood. <laughs> Don't you dare say that to me, she said, and banged the phone down and never spoke to me again. What? After 80 years. And I yeah. rang her about three times, uh, but she would just hang up. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, what that's are you doing? So yeah. How did, how did you stay connected with your friends back when you were young? Did they all live in your street? No, no, no. Norma lived in North Fitzroy. Mm. We lived in North Carlton. And um, I used to walk around to her place uh, to meet her for the dance because uh, sometimes we had enough over to catch the tram Mm -hmm. or or we had to walk to the dance, Mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, to me... They were the good days. Yeah. They were the good days, you know. Simple. Oh, people were different, you know. Although a lot of people are different now. It all depends where you live. Say we live in Hillsville and everybody says hello to everybody, Mm. you know, and um, but I dare say in uh, other areas, snobby areas. Yeah, you they, don't know your neighbour. No, you don't know no, your yeah. neighbour. No, no. Yeah. No, yeah. More so right. now. You girls even, you walk out the door and you jump in a motor car and boom, down mm. the road. Yeah. I'm probably, I probably am like that sometimes well, or my head's in my phone. I could, you know, someone, I'm probably like that. Mm. Not yeah. rude you, but. You, no, you want to go too much. You've yeah. you steady down. Got to slow down. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the trouble with technology. It's become so fast and changed so often mm. that you're trying to all the time keep. to keep up with mm. it and use it. Mm. But uh, yeah, instead of sort of doing one thing at a time and, oh, we'll have a bit of a break, you know, and mm. have a cup of tea, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is, you just have that little mental break, relax, and away you go mm-hmm. again. That's mm-hmm. probably why there's so much anxiety and well, need right. for people to be busy because yes. it. Yeah. They feel like they have to always do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I You've think got to that's, know how to control uh, your body. No. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the secrets. And do you know what? That's what I'm learning in therapy, to slow down and to master myself. Yes. Know true. my emotions, yes. control my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you've got, to, uh, you've got to slow down because I think my life's been very full because I helped nurse my dad, mm. like when he had to have morphine injections, Peggy and I, my sister, had to learn how to give them to him mm. when he was having a heart turn. Mm. But she couldn't do it, so I had to do it, and I was having Barbara then. Mm. But uh, 
that you you uh, you know you mustn't like and I used to do all the housework. Mm. I used to think my mother was old and she was fifty something. Yeah, <laughs> God, mm. you know, and and um, but yes, you mustn't you mustn't keep going. You've got to have that time to yourself. Yeah, and and sit down and have a leisurely breakfast or lunch or dinner, not just keep going. Mm. Yeah. Slow down and actually enjoy it and be present. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's probably the um, the art of mindfulness right there. Mm-hmm. 100%. You might not know that, but that's a big being mindful. Oh, yeah. And it's a big movement like amongst like monks and people that are, I'd say working on themselves. Uh, yeah. That Fine. it's like instead of sitting down and eating your breakfast on your phone or being on your yes. laptop, you're actually eating your mm. breakfast. Or like when you're walking outside, smelling what's outside, looking at the trees, being yeah. mindful. Yes. That's, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, it's no good going somewhere and rushing there. Oh, mm. And you come back and said, oh, I've been up to Port Douglas. Oh, yeah, what was it like? Oh, all right, yeah. What would you do? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> they <laughs> see nothing. They yes. see nothing. They'd never enjoyed anything. All right, was yep. the tide coming in or out? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, was it raining? Oh, well, I don't know. We was inside drinking champagne or something. Yeah. And it was a party. So yep. take everything in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I feel like we should finish on that. Take yeah, everything. Just in. enjoy life and, and slow down and do the best you can with your life and that's all. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. I love that. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.